they, their pride and ego and like that they could not ask for help. They can't do it. Have taken the word selfishness and placed all these negative and negative like connotations to it when I don't not like you and I don't value money more than I do my family. Yeah. What, uh, what, what, what do you think about uh, selfishness? For me... Welcome back to the dumbest guy in the room. Uh, your host, Bill McDale, and uh, soon to be, hopefully, uh, get the ball rolling, my co-host, uh, Eddie Carroll. Um, it's going to be a little work in progress here because, uh, you know, he's got he's got a lot going on. Um, but gradually, I'd like to, uh, we were talking about it, I'd like to bring him on and have you on almost all the time. Yeah. Um, I think it'll be fun, dude. Same. Yeah, you it'll know, be a good time. It is. I kind of been, I, you know, Mike can't do it all the time. And I, I, I like the three people. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I feel like it keeps the conversation going. Um, and it just gives a lot of different perspectives. I definitely don't like it when it's just me. Right. Right. <laughs> I don't like that, dude. It's, that's terrible. Um, but Hey man, uh, happy new year, 2022. Um, I'm trying to go into this year positive and, and taking the positives out of, uh, uh, every negative, I'm just trying to look for the good in, in everything and try to stop talking about all that, that negative stuff, dude. Yeah. Um, which is going to get me into this dude. Something I've been thinking about, uh, selfishness, selfishness in, in, in general. Um, I don't know about you dude, but like growing up and just my whole life, I always looked at selfishness as like this, uh, a bad thing, like, right. like that you're doing something that is, uh, uh, not for everybody else and you're just focused on yourself and that it's not a good thing to, to do that. Right. And I've been thinking about it lately and uh, I don't really agree with that anymore. So I want to get your opinion on it because I haven't really talked to anybody else about it. So when I'm talking to myself in my head, I can go, uh, <laughs> I can get that tinfoil hat back on when I'm yeah. in my head myself. So what, what, what do you think about uh, selfishness? For me, what, what, what do you think about uh, selfishness? For me, I mean, obviously, like you said, like, it's changed drastically over the years. Growing up, like, I wouldn't say I was selfish. Like, I definitely, like, I helped out people close to me. You know what I mean? Um, the Voses, you, you know what I mean? Uh, Fat Dan, uh, Bolin, like, I, I would always lend a hand. Um but like I was definitely a hundred percent like selfish, like growing up, especially once I got a little older, like wrapped up into the drugs and shit. Like I only cared about myself. And if I was helping somebody, there was always an, uh, a different motive. Like, okay, if I help this person, what am I going to get out of it? And if not right then, what can I get out of it later? You know what I mean? Like that thought was always in the back of my head of like how I'm going to make out in this deal that I'm, I'm making um, and how can I make it feel genuine that I'm just doing it out of the kindness of my heart. Meanwhile, in the back of my head, I'm like, am I going to get drugs from this person, money, a ride or whatever, whatever it may be. Um, but now it's like, 
all like that that selfishness like especially once i got clean all that selfishness is like going out the window um it's more so like i try and go out of my way to help other people and be respectful and polite and especially now with the kid it's like you you don't have time like you that's not being selfish isn't really an option i mean some people are with kids um but for me it's i i i, I just can't like I'm gonna I do is for him and for like our family, like you know what I mean, like how like you're doing put down in South Carolina, like you made this big move. It's it wasn't for you, it was for the betterment of your family, for that family unit to be happy, healthy, and prosper in a different location. Yeah, no, I, I would agree, and and so when you look at it like that, right, like so the the when you say that you, when you would, uh, when you were doing drugs and, and drinking and doing things, um, with the intention of getting something in return, um, you're like, I was a selfish person. But if you go back to that moment, I don't, do you, do you think in that moment, that's what you were thinking? Yeah. 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 It would always, it would always be like premeditated. You know what I mean? Like going yeah. to like a keg and like, Oh, Fuck that! I gotta go walk to Seven Eleven to go grab a Dutch. Oh, I got one in my pocket. Here. Okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, let me hit on that. You know what I mean? I'll, yeah, I'll get high for free. I couldn't imagine that, right? Because and it could just be my memory. Because I know my memory is like almost terrible. That I I, I was just talking to Mazzetti, uh today. We were texting each other, and I was like, dude, I don't know if like my memories are even like my memories at this point, or they're right. just like the stories you told me, right. and I just take them as this is actually happened in my life yeah because yeah. i don't really remember much especially when it comes to intention early on i do like i remember a lot um i don't remember anything bro it's hard for me to go back at, so like, at all especially when it comes to intention so, like sophomore year to like 25 is just like blur that's definitely I, a blur for me i remember bits and pieces yeah um like if you were gonna be like, oh yeah, remember that time? Like you would have to go into such like vivid detail to like paint a picture for me to trigger something, because like I don't really remember much. Yeah, um, I'm the same way there. Like I was just so wrapped up in like that lifestyle, to where like like me and you like we're, we're fucking turning up on a fucking Tuesday. Uh huh. Just People There's got work. Like, we're just like, what? Let's go fucking grab a case of beer and just destroy this freaking. And we would always get like Ice House or something because it had more percent alcohol and it was cheap. Ice House or uh, Lion's Head if we didn't have enough for yeah. Ice House. I was actually talking to the. the uh, I won't say his name. So I don't know if he wants me to say his name. My uh, my boss at um, uh, State Farm. Yeah. I was like, did you ever have a Lion? We're the same age. And he's like, yeah. you ever have a Lion's Head? He's like, man, what is that? <laughs> I guess they. I guess they didn't have that uh, down down here. No. So we were we were like bush people like all right yeah that makes sense y'all yeah they're you know like bush I mean? like friggin paps budweiser yeah 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 just straight rednecks dude yeah straight rednecks just fucking what are they called uh, uh i don't know i forget it what they were always, it was always motive behind the intention yeah right? and, and the, the good intention there was always motive behind it at that time right um now like i just do things because like 
that's what you're supposed to do type shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you're supposed uh, to be a good person. You're supposed to, oh, thank you. Yes, ma'am. Thank you, sir. Like that type of stuff. Like respect. It, 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 you're supposed to be like that. You're not supposed to be a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Right. You're not supposed to be doing things to get something out of it. It's just like, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to help your fellow man or woman. And even if it's like, you're going out of your way, like they need your help. Like if they asked for your help, like go help them and then don't expect anything in return. Like if they're asking for help, they're down bad. Like they, they, cause a lot of people now I feel like more so people ask for help, but like growing up, like, especially like my dad's generation, like our parents' generation, they didn't ask for help for nobody. You don't ask they, help. Their pride and ego and like that, they could not ask for help. They can't do it. You know why I can't ask for help, dude? I used to be able to ask for help a lot. A lot. And at first when I couldn't ask for help, I had to do a lot with pride because I just wanted to show I could yeah. do this myself. Yeah. But now, dude, it's honestly like there's like three people I go to. And I'm not, I won't name any you know names, but like there's like three people that I go to if I need something because yeah. I just I just know that the answer is going to be no, right. or I can't do it or uh, yeah. And then the day comes and it's like, so this happened, this came up and I'm like, all right. So like it, it comes down to like, I'm just tired of being let down. So I, I just don't expect anything from anyone. Yeah. But there are like you and, you know, I'm not going to go any further than that because I'm talking to you, but I have, like Kristen's dad's a great example. That dude literally would drive down here if I called him. Yeah. Right now he would drive down here, dude. If I was like, "Yeah, I need you to change this light bulb," right. I'm on my way, dude. I'm taking off from work. He would be here, dude. Yeah. Like dead, dead serious. He would be here in in a heartbeat. He moved me down here, South yeah. Carolina. Just me and him. Packed the truck. He drove the truck. Unpacked the truck. This little tiny man. You know what I mean? Old little <laughs> tiny man, dude. But how? Like I'm so grateful for that. Yeah. But and that's where I'm going with selfishness, right? Because he's a great per like, uh, and I'll use him as a, an example since I brought up like he's a great human being. He's yeah. a great human being. But how you're talking about with like your your dad and like that generation, yeah. You'll never see him be like the emotional type. Like right before he like says thank you, he's gonna fucking rip me. Right. You know, like before he says like anything that has to deal with emotion he's yeah. gonna just fucking kill you with jokes or right. just murder you with jokes but you know what he's i know what he means i know what you mean uh yeah. bill don't yeah. you ain't tricking me buddy <laughs> but in in a way right like that makes him feel good inside right when he does those things so technically even though he's helping me right no isn't that a selfish thing to do when you do things even to help somebody to make yourself feel better so when I say that, I think that we as a as a society have taken the word selfishness and placed all these negative and negative like connotations to it when I don't think that there's anything in this world that is just negative. Does that make it like I think everything can be flipped to its opposite? But we don't allow it to do that as a society 
and we label these things as good and bad. For another example, do like my health now to me is is important. I just set up my, I just set up a, a like a punching bag and the, the speed bag. Right. I'm getting my weight bench, but like if I go and lift, yeah, I'm taking time away from maybe helping Kristen with something with right. the kids or putting dinner away or like I'm being selfish by focusing on myself in that moment. But if I don't do that and don't focus on my health and focus on me, I'm, I might not be here tomorrow for you. Yeah. I mean, like, so you get what I'm saying? Like, I, I'm, I do get what I, you're saying. Um, but like at the same time, like, I guess that's kind of where like selflessness comes into play. Um, yeah, you feel good like doing those things, but I don't have to, you know what I mean? Like, I feel no, like you're right. Being like that, like the selflessness of helping somebody. Yeah. Like I feel good. Even, like, even if like, I just do it, like you don't say thank you or you don't say like whatever. And for me, like I, it makes me feel better. Um, and like you said, like the, the weights and stuff like that, like I told Eleni, like it was, I have to do certain things for me for us. Correct. Like that's where I'm getting with, at. Like with like the meetings and stuff like that or therapy or whatever it may be, taking time out of my day to work on myself. Thank you. Um, for either my physical health, my mental health, like whatever it is. Because like God forbid if I ever do go back down that road, I told her from the beginning when we first started dating, if I ever relapse, whatever, run. Oh yeah. Because I'm going to destroy you. Yep. I'm going to destroy everybody and everything in my way. So don't you think that selfishness has a part to play in everybody's life? And it should. And people that say they're not selfish are possibly missing the missing self, right? Like they're like. Either that like, or like they're just not understanding the bigger picture of it. Like they, I never did, dude. Like yeah. this is just something. This is kind of new, new to me. Yeah. This yeah. is new to me that when I was thinking about it. But like, I've been noticing that when I'm focusing on the the details of today, like my day, right? right? And I'm focusing on that, and I'm not sitting worrying about the future uh, by dwelling on what's already happened. Um, but I'm not doing that. My life is on a, it goes, it goes this way. It's, I'm progressing, right? I'm, yeah. I'm, my life is getting better. But then when I'm, when it's going like this, right? Like if I look to my right and my left, there's my wife and kids. Yeah. They're coming with me. Yeah. It's not like I'm leaving them behind anymore. Right. Right. Like the things I do that are selfish are m- more thought out in a way that's like, this is healthy for all of us if I do this long term. Yeah. If you don't take care of yourself, then I can't take care then, of you. Then you're hurting yourself. Like the airplane, right? When and the then like that, like negative is- energy is going to project out onto them. They're going to feel it. They're going to notice it. You're going to get agitated easier. You're going to get, you know what I mean? Like they're they're going to notice it, and it's just going to affect everybody, and it's just going to be like a ripple effect. Yep. And it, it you're yelling at the kids. They're acting up because you're yelling at them. They don't understand why you're yelling at them. You and the wife are arguing. 
because of it's just negative energy. You're you're arguing over bullshit. It, none of it's relevant. It's just you're arguing kind of just to argue just because of the energy it, that's around you. Have you have you ever like kind of went down this road? Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I think it's uh, I think it's different, and it's not a very uh, acceptable stance when it comes to things like this. Right. But I, I'm like I, I said in the beginning of this, brother. I, I want to look deeper than at what is in our face all the time. Yeah. Right. This stuff can be in our face all the time, and I can talk about the things in our face and what's true and what's false and what's this and that. And it's like, whatever you want it, whatever's true to you, dude, is true to you. All right. Yeah. I, and I don't, that's what I want. I want you to have that truth. Right. So I, what I want to do this year and just going forward is focus on the bigger, the, the deeper meaning as to how we got here. Yeah. Right. Like we can sit and argue about, I can sit here and argue about politics and who's running what and all that, dude. Like I could, I could. I could do that all day. Like I, it's not something, but where am I going to go with it? What's it going to do for me? Right. Yeah. No, I I agree. It's, it's thought provoking and I will obviously continue. That's not where I want my mind to be into self self, but like, I like stop like the surface bullshit. Cause a lot of life is just surface. Yes, it's, most it's of it. Not, it's not close people. It's not family, immediate family. It's like acquaintances. And you know what I mean? Like, yeah. We're not even really, it's like at that. So, like when you're growing up, like, oh, I freaking, I know a thousand people. Yeah. You got like five friends, you know, like close friends that you can call and rely on, and like they'll be there. Yeah, dude, I like remember. That. You know what I, I mean? I got, a, I got a thousand acquaintances. I grew up, I got, I know tons of people. Would I ever call them for something? Fuck no. Yeah. It's it's actually really um but doing this podcast, dude. I only had what like a, a few episodes last year, dude. I never actually got the ball rolling. And uh, you know, that's I'm not blaming it on anything. That's my fault. Like I could have definitely did more to get more episodes, get more people. Yeah. And uh that's what I did this year. Like that's what I did, dude. I, I keep saying this year. I don't mean like this. I just mean right after Christmas yeah. when I got really settled into this house. Um, I, I, I was like, I'm doing this, dude. This is what I love. Like, I'm nervous in the beginning. Yeah. I'm, ner- I'm always nervous to do, do these. But once I start flowing, it's like, uh, then I'm done. Then, then I hang up and I'm like, damn, why did I enjoy that so much? Right. All I did was talk and listen. Yeah. Talk and listen and think and it, it's like this is the only is it one of the only times that i'm actually fully in the moment yeah. like fully locked in to what is going on right now when i'm talking i'm not on my phone i'm not scrolling i'm not just getting distracted by what's on tv i'm not uh, i'm not hearing mave and liam everybody calling my name at the same time they getting <laughs> calls from my mom like it's just i'm, I'm zoned in we're having a, a conversation with people that are so far everybody's been engaging um and it's like this year's gonna be different and i want to i want to make i want to change this podcast from a selfish standpoint is to make my life better and i hope and i hope and i pray that by doing that and having all these different people on and bringing you on will help a lot 
and then having all these different guests on and not strictly talking about like, I guess having some, uh, I don't know the word, like, uh, a very like diverse things to talk about, like having guests on that I have nothing, no clue about. Right. And then getting those things out there to show my vulnerabilities to um, show people that like, not just because what you think of me through my avatar person, right? right. That's my, my social media is not me. That's my avatar. That's, that's a different person there. Really? Yeah. Like I, I only type, certain things when I see them and then I, I, I type it out like trigger people. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it's a mixture of both, dude. Like I have, I, I, I'm definitely guilty of uh, specifically typing things you're, to trigger people. Like I definitely, I there's, <laughs> there's definitely times I do that. Um, there's definitely times where I was literally like very angry, like really angry at what's going on. And there's times I was really upset with what's going on. There's a lot of times that it was, it was legitimately empathy. Right. But that's the thing, right? Like those are, that's not really me. If I, if me and you were on Facebook having this, right. We won't ever get to this point. No, we wouldn't hear the context. There's no context to what anybody's saying. Right. So, you know, when people are like the books better than the movie. Yeah. Yeah. That's because you can add your own context. You're creating your own vision of that book. You're taking words and you're creating the story up here. Yeah. So then when you go to watch the movie, it's like, huh? That's not how I saw it. Yeah. It's probably not exactly how the author saw it either when they it's wrote like, it. Um, it's like how the director saw it. It's like when you're texting somebody and you say a certain thing and they, like, they miss it completely. What up, bitch? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. They what up, bitch? And it, and, yeah. And you read it. What's up, bitch? What yeah. the fuck did I do? <laughs> right? Yep. But that's the truth, dude. That's what social media did did to, did to us. Yeah. And and it's a shame, dude, because I like. So I'm having um. I can't wait, dude. I I really am very excited for this. But Pat Bryan's gonna come on tomorrow. I don't know if you'll be able to come on or not. It's okay. Doing it at six. So if you okay. can come on, I, come on on. Um, but Pat has been like, I see him posting all these things on, uh, on Facebook all the time. And it's always very positive. Right. And it's always, uh, and, and now he just started doing these things with, um, uh, like giving these tips on lifting and like correct positioning and just better ways to work out that are just better for your body. Right. It's things that I and was doing like doing wrong. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh man. And I'm like, I, I I'm not going to tell him he's wrong. Yeah. Right. He's been doing this and dedicated himself since I can remember. He has changed from high school to, to that. Right. And you don't have social media. So you wouldn't, you, you probably don't know. I don't know. You know, his brother probably yeah, pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Um, but like, so when I reached out to him, he's like, oh yeah, dude, I would love to. And then uh, I guess, I don't know if he went like went through my Facebook or went through the episodes and then, they said he ran into people at the gym. I'm not going to say their names. And he's like, yeah, can we not talk about politics and like COVID? Like keep that out. And I was like, dude, I'm not like, that's not my goal. Yeah. yeah. But it looks that way from the, it does. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. damn, it definitely does. And I, I was talking to Chris. And I think the main thing is I was never able to get anybody that has an opposite view than me on. Nobody will come right. on and talk to me. 
And that's like, I would love to. Yeah. So if you're watching this and you disagree with everything I've ever said or anything I ever say, like, I want to talk to you and I don't want to attack you. Yeah. Yeah. I think like people really think I'm just going to sit here and attack them. That's not who I am. Yeah. It's I, you're, you're, it's not that you like, you want to attack them. You just want to hear a different point of view, different yeah. thought processes. That's it. Because like a lot of people, it's just, they don't think for themselves and it's, they're saying something that they heard from somebody else. Yep. That, I used to do and it. That person read it on social media. You know what I mean? It's like, and it's not that you're attacking someone. You might be challenging their thought process, but it's not like attacking them. It's more so I'm making you think a little harder, think a little deeper but I'm not, I'm not attacking you personally. Like I'm, I'm just challenging your thought process. My wife does it to me all the time. Kristen does it to me. Literally all the time. Any I'm only of, this way because of her. It's all her fault. <clears throat> and it's not so much like sometimes like I do get offended and like I shouldn't, but like I'll, I'll feel like I'm being attacked even though I'm not. It's like, and it takes a little bit of time. So for her, it's, she's constantly challenging your thoughts yep. um, to make you think of different scenarios or different angles on whatever topic you're talking about. And like, she gets it from like her dad. I think it's a Greek thing. Like they love to debate. They love to challenge thoughts and beliefs and just, just to kind of pick your brain and make you think outside the box. It's not like they're attacking you personally and you do the same thing. And like, it's it's never to be meant personal like it's never personal ever but ever society a lot of people are very sensitive yeah and i i feel like it's not like what we used to freaking destroy each other like with like jokes or whatever like growing up yeah dude now now like off the wall shit and you can't do that now yeah man that's why i actually like love where i work because where i work it's it's very small and um you know we are able to communicate in ways that are like not you're not really concerned of somebody going to try to get you to lose your job right like today it's like you you say something or do something slightly that you might not even think was bad and somebody's calling your for your job yeah it's like why like what why why what did why do you want to get people fired? Like, yeah, you know, like people are losing their jobs and it's not just the job they're losing when you lose your job. Yeah. Right. You lose a lot more. The one thing I've said this before, it's one of the things that bothers me almost not the most, but it bothers me is when people get offended on behalf of the other person, The, the person that it's about isn't offended. But this person over here that has nothing to do with it is offended for them. And now they're causing a problem and escalating the scenario for no reason. And dude, if you want my, my honest opinion on, on a lot of that stuff is, you know how like in today's world, do we live in a, in a, in a world where we're like, it's experience based. It's like, this is my experience. So who are you to say that right. it's not real? Right. But at the same time, then you say, okay, well, how do you know 
that I feel this way then, right? Like, so you have like a lot of um, uh, um, people that are always like a lot of, especially like these politician straight white men that would be like, I'm an ally of the LGBTQ. And then if you're like, well, I'm just like me. Yeah. I'm not going to label myself as an ally of, right. But I love everybody. And I think you should do you. I think your truth is your truth. And who am I to tell you that it's not right? Yeah. I can question why you believe that, but I'm, when I'm doing that, I'm not telling you you're wrong or need to change anything you're doing. You can just continue to do what you're doing and I will do it. I, I don't care. I really like, I really don't. But then you got the, them, them people doing that and they're like, well, if you're not, then you're racist or you're a, a, a homophobe or a, whatever, transphobe or whatever. And it's like, well, if you're saying that, uh, you know, that's because that's how you, you think I feel that way. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you got to look inside of yourself because yeah. when you're telling these people that feel like oppressed and they feel like people are beating them down. And then you're just telling them that I'm beating them down more. Right. That beats you. That beats people. That beats them down even more. Yeah. And then, it makes them like not want to do certain things in life that they might be really good at, or they might really enjoy or love because I'm and, holding them back. And because of that now, like they, they won't do it. Like, like some like kids in sports, you know what I mean? Like it's, yeah, that's exactly you have like a, a negative parent that not that kid's parent, but a negative parent. And it's going to make this kid not want to play anymore. Yep. Yep. It, it happened to me, dude. Like when I was, when I, I remember when I was a kid, my, and my parents, like, they were just always on my side. They wanted me. They just, and I know now that I'm a parent, yeah. right? Like watching Liam play sports and stuff, right. but like, I won't repeat it. And I don't know if it's good or bad because I don't know the other outcome yet. I just know the outcome of what happened to me. Yeah. But like, it was always, um, I was the best. Right. I was the best. That kid shouldn't be in. I should be in. Right. And like, in my mind, I'm like, so I, I am actually this thought just came into my head right. right now. So what you're trying to say is, it doesn't matter how good I am. I'm going to get screwed over all the time. Subconsciously, maybe that was what happened. I, I don't know. Right. But th- seriously, it's no, like, yeah. so So you're saying I'm the best and I'm still not getting this and that? So like, what? So what? With me I, and I, hockey. I, I don't have a chance. Like with me and hockey, like it was, I knew I was good. Like my parents, like they supported me and stuff like that. But like, yo, like they would let me know, like if I had a bad game, like, they let me know, like, yo, you played like it, shit. That's important, man. Like, I don't know what you were looking at out on that ice, but you weren't there. Um, and like they would, they would let me know. Like my mom, my dad, like they both would do it. Um, do you ever think they did it too much? Because I think that could be negative too. I feel like no, I, did, no, I, I think so. Really... It was only like when, like, and like looking back, like, all right, yeah, like they, like that, like the one game, like specifically that I can remember. I just like my head just wasn't in the game that day. And like I let up like a weak goal and like my mom's like yelling over the glass. And uh at the time, like you I, you just get frustrated and pissed off, you know what I mean? Yep. And but like at like looking back, I'm like, oh, yeah, like I, I just wasn't there. Like I was playing like shit. 
I <laughs> wasn't playing to my potential. Like I know how good I was. Um, it's hard to see when you're yeah. not when you're not a selfish person. Yeah, yeah. True or false? True. You're too. I I really believe that, dude. I think as a kid, I think you were the same way because you were always a very nice kid, dude. Like when we were kids, yeah. you were always just mellow and like laid back and and just a nice person like a genuine yeah. nice person and then when people take advantage of you yeah it changes you and it almost makes you feel like well if i'm being taken advantage for being this nice person then i, I don't have i'm not a bad person so what am i supposed to do and then you that just escape it things. i feel like i did that so many times yeah. dude and like thank god i fought george yeah that it was saved, one of the things saved me. that was like, I, w- I was a good kid. Like I was a nice kid, a very respectful, especially like friends, parents and stuff like that. But like there was houses that like I wasn't allowed over just because of things that they heard. Like the parent, like they didn't know me. They never got like sat down, like talked to me. But just because of things that they heard, like in a neighborhood or whatever, like I wasn't allowed over this person's house. Or, I, you know what I mean? Like, I wasn't allowed to hang out with everybody because of, like, certain things. I think, tell me if I'm wrong, but I think if you look at those parents, because my, my parents are the same way. I was, it wasn't me. I'm a good, yeah. I'm I'm good. Yeah. So it couldn't have been me, right? So my parents would be like, who, you were with who? Oh, you can't hang out with him no more. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, well, who was it? Was it me? Was it him? Was it the combination of because we were together? Like, and like the crazy thing was, is like five, 10 years later, those same parents, I'm fucking, I'm smoking weed with them. I'm, yep. I'm, I'm selling them weed. Yep. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it was like looking back, I'm like, it, it was so messed up because like so weird. at the time, like, I'm, you're still like developing and like it, it hurt me. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, you don't even know me and like you're judging me off of something that somebody said and I can't do certain things with like my friends because of it. Yep. So I, like, agree. I got, I got to either like stay home, like by myself or whatever the hell the case may be because of it. So what did you, um, when, when that would happen to you, like when you would hear it for the first time, do you think, that your immediate thought, or I, I shouldn't say your immediate thought, like was your inward thought and feeling that of like feeling bad and like kind of making you sad. And then like somebody had to have told you that. So what was your expression out to them? Was it like the opposite just to not yeah. look like a bitch? Yeah. To like, to like make it seem like it didn't bother me. Like, all right, whatever. Like, I'll go do something else with, uh, like, whoever else. And, like, laugh it um, off, right? Yeah. Uh, and, like, growing up, like, I always hung out with, like, older kids. And then, then like, it was, like, it it was weird. Like, when I was really young, I hung out with kids, like, a lot older than me. And then. Yeah, me, me too. As I got older, I started to, like, go down, like, start to hang out with kids my own age. Um, and I guess, like there are a few people in the neighborhood that their first time ever like getting high or whatever was with me. Uh-huh. Um, I'm sure there's quite a few people that could probably say that. Um, <laughs> Definitely, but, dude. 
Definitely. You definitely got a lot of people high. I, I never peer pressured anybody ever in my life. It was always like, if you don't want to do it, that's fine. Like, I don't, I honestly don't care. It's more, more for me. Uh, if you want to do it, you can do it. Like I'll show you whatever the fuck, like ease you into it, but I'm never going to peer pressure. Like, hit it, hit it. You got it. You got to drink this. You got to do this. No, like, why, why would I do that? Um, I don't think we had to, especially like, like you were older, you were older than me. Right. And I don't, dude, I don't, I mean, like I said, my memory's shot, but like, I don't remember the first time I met you. Do you remember the first time you met me? Cause there's people I taught, like I did uh, the The very first first time time I tried to do a podcast. I feel like it was like, I feel like it was like eighth grade, maybe freshman year. Um, I think it would have had to have been freshman. Maybe, maybe eighth grade. Did you ever hang out with like Kenny and them at all? Like, and the, at the crates and stuff. Yeah. So so maybe, but. Um, And then like, we, I think we started like really like hang out when I was, I think a sophomore, you were a freshman Mm -hmm. for that small window of being at Ryan. Yeah, that's true. With with that ex. Brie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, she, um, she looks like she's doing pretty good. I, I, uh, I pressed her on Facebook. She looks like she's doing uh, pretty well there. Like they were, like those were like, I like some of like the first like memories I have. Like I'm pretty sure we met before that. Like you said, like at the crates and stuff like that, like in the neighborhood. Um, Isn't it weird to think about though? Like I don't yeah. remember. It just, I don't either. I don't, I don't know how it happened, but it, so what I'm, where, where I'm trying to go with that is like, peer pressure in a way is I feel like peer pressure has that stigma attached to it. Like do this, do this, do this. No one's ever came up to me yeah. and been like, do this, do this, do this. Yeah. It was more me battling in like, it was more me. And that was my conversation I was right. having with myself when the people I perceived as being cool or perceived as being tough, like when they were doing things, that's the conversation I would have with myself. Yeah. It was do it, do it, do it, or don't do it. You don't want to do it, but what's what are they going to think? Like that was going through my head. Yeah. There was never, there was, I don't it remember a off. single time somebody coming up to me and being like, do this. No. Ever. Neither do I. Ever. So like I, and I never went up to somebody and said, do this. Yeah. It was just oh, like, you're, look, you're a bitch. If you don't hit this, like I've, I'll, that's never happened to me. Right. Like the younger kids. The younger, the, the every grade up would just see what we were doing, yeah, and try to mimic it right. almost, yeah, like right. We, like that's why would, Parkwood stayed the same drink, for so fucking long. We would drink all the time together, and like I would usually have like weed or whatever on me, and I'd be like, "Oh, you want to smoke?" You'd be like, "Nah." I'm like, "All right, I'm gonna step out back or whatever," mm-hmm. and like I would go smoke and then come back in and continue drinking, playing darts, cards, whatever. Yeah, well, and, I couldn't, um, I couldn't smoke, or I'd be fucking. Wrapped up in a ball. I know. <laughs> I didn't want to ruin my uh, my good time and get, getting drunk by getting uh, paranoid. I know. I don't know how you do it, dude. I know. That was the worst feeling ever. You, yeah, you would get used to it, but it, I mean, I, it was never like we would never peer pressure each other. And like, I don't, I even like when I would hang out with the older kids, like I, they'd be like, oh, you want to hit this? I'm like, or like, you want to, you want to take a sip of this? I'm like, nah, I'm good. They're like, all right. Like, I, you're like hanging out with the older people. They would never like peer pressure you. 
I shouldn't say that people have never been like, do because when it comes to like shots or chugging beers or like things like that. But at the same time, it's like, I was already doing all of that stuff. Yeah. It's not yeah. like th- this stuff was new to me. Yeah. It was just, it, it was just like, I was already pissed drunk and you're like, take this right. shot. And yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so I guess I shouldn't say that. I, what I mean is there was never somebody that came up to me for so doing something for the first time. Yeah. It was like, you never did this, do this, do this. Right. I, that's never happened to me. You know, but I've definitely probably came up to you with a shot. I'm like, come on, take chug this beer, dude, or take this shot. Yeah, like, I've probably done that, but I, it's all because we're already doing it. It's not like it's, right. yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's not like, and I don't want to be alone. You know, yeah. I don't want I don't want to be an alcoholic by myself at that point. Right. By any means, by any means. That, so I want to go go back to the the selfishness thing. And what do you think? I know you said you talked with Lenny. Um about like you focusing on you for the right. better of all of your family. Right. So when you look at, when you brought up that I moved here yeah. for my family, not for like myself, right. where part of it was for, for me too, because the reason like, I can say that this is better for my kids. I don't really know. I think I know. Right. But at the same time, it's like I, I felt so much pain for my kids that I didn't want to feel that pain anymore either. Yeah. And it's like I was so powerless. It was nobody like people were would not listen. They didn't care what you had to say. You were just wrong and you have to do this and follow it. And I stopped. I stopped all of that stuff because of I, I just stopped complying altogether, dude. And People be like, how are you getting into places without like masks? And I'm like, I just, now I just got this, <laughs> that, right. I just do it. And I was at a point where, because in the beginning it was hard. People would always be like, put your mask on. And I just, yeah. and I'd have to make up an excuse or something or, and then I, I feel like something switched where the, it was this confidence that I walked in with. Right. And people wouldn't even like acknowledge the fact that I walked into this building Yeah. because they're like that. I don't want that trouble. That's going to be trouble. Right. And it wouldn't have been, but I had, I just walked in with this confidence. Like I I'm doing, this is what I'm doing and I'm doing it. Yeah. But to go back even more, but if, if you look at the situation of me moving out here, there's people that think I did this selfishly without taking other people into consideration because I didn't, I couldn't bring everybody. Yeah. You get what I'm saying here? So like, I left, I moved 11 hours away and it's like, I'm being, I'm, I'm being selfish. Like I, and people think that like, people think that like, no, I, I believe me, I get it. Um, do you, you know what I'm saying? So like you, yeah. so just because you don't see it as selfish and you see it as me doing the best for what is best for my family. It's like, I look at it. I am, it was a selfish move. But if I didn't make this move, the people I love the most and the people I love the most, man, I'm like, I'm, I'm constantly preaching. Like you have no idea what it's like here. Yeah. It's different. It's a, it's a new world. It's, it's, it's not, it's a, it's a dude. It's, I can't explain it. I, you're going to visit and you're going to see it yeah. and be like, damn, you're not kidding. I mean, it's like, like the energy me- here, dude, it's positive. The energy. And it's not really explainable. You can't really see it. 
but you'll feel it. For me, it's like I like I love my family. To death. To death. To death. Yeah, dude. Do anything for them. But at the end of the day, like like moving down there, right? So like if that was me, I moved down there for me and my family to like to be happy and to like, I don't want to regret like, Oh, I, I stayed here for like my, my family. And I Thank never, you. I never took the jump to move down there. Right. Thank or move, move anywhere, California, anywhere. So I'm going to have that regret in the back of my head for the rest of my life. And I'm going to stay here. They, like there'll be moments of happiness, but I'll always be, there was always going to be a piece of me that's going to be regretful and sad. What and, about the and opposite? And, and like miserable, right? Because I stayed here, not because I wanted to stay here. I stayed here for everyone else to make them happy. Which makes you selfish. Yeah. So again, isn't it a good and bad thing? But here's the difference with this. Kind of like going down there, it's like, I, I need, like, I'm not trying to live miserable. I'm not trying to be unhappy. Like, I want to be happy. I want my family to be happy. I want, you know what I'm saying? Like, I you want progress. You want I, progress. Yes. Right. I, I, I That's need, what I want. I, like Stagger say, so if I stayed here, right, I, I've stayed here. I've been here my entire life. So 32 years, my entire life has been here. Uh, yes. <laughs> my entire family. So like generations, I, I, and like, then like my questions, like those people that are like, Oh, you're leaving us. You're, you're, you're not, you're going to have support. You're not just because like you were scared to do it yourself. you You don't know what else is out there. All you know is this, like, yeah, I get it. Like family and everything, but like, what, what like for you it's like what what is the plane ride two hours if that yeah hour and a half you know what i mean uh-huh. lights are cheap mm-hmm. if you're scared to fly yeah it's a little ride but i did it man i drove uh i found out my mom's out. found out my mom's cancer uh metastasized and yeah. left, left work and fucking drove fucking 12 hours yeah you know like i did what i had to do but it came from the same point of of regret right so in that moment in that moment, because here's the thing, I waited to do this move until I, until my mom it was good. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been three months. Boom. Metastasized. Yeah. What do you think my first thought was? Regret. Regret. Yeah. Immediately. Immediately. But, but it didn't hurt as bad as I thought it would because. I've already weighed that as a consequence. But would you have had even more regret if you yes. left and came back? Yeah. Yes. And that's what I'm trying to get at, right? Is because that was a consequence I've already chose. So like either, either decision, you're going to suffer and you're going to, you're going to suffer. Yeah. Something's going to happen where you're going to have, you're going to suffer from it. So by 
the, the feeling of progression and the feeling of real freedom is being able to choose it yourself and which, which one am I willing to choose? And I feel like trusting what is happening here, what's telling, like constantly tell, like saying, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this, right. Is the, is the thing I need to do. Right. Like that's the thing I need to do. And, and it's harder to do because it's something I never did. It's usually something that I never did before. You know, like you could stay down there for a year or two or whatever. And if it doesn't work out, you, you can come back. Your whole family's here. It'd be easy to come back and pick up and keep it moving. Exactly. And, and, and that, that's what I wanted to ask you. So you said that like, if you were thinking about moving and you're like, oh, I want to move and then you didn't uh, do it, you would live with regret. Yeah. What if you move and then, you know, and then you didn't, you didn't like it. You didn't do this there's a consequence of that same feeling, correct? So why choose Not one really, over the other? Like, I, I, I went down, like I tried it. You know what I mean? Like I took that leap and I did it. It didn't work out. It is what it is. I don't have any regrets. I, I did what I wanted to do. I took that leap of faith and made that big move. And it just didn't work out. I know I could easily come back here with all, like, all my family and stuff like that and almost pick up where I left off if I need to. I, mean, I, might, what... I might be living in a different house, but I know, I know I could come back here and get a job. That, that's not an issue. I know I could come back here and stay somewhere. I, you know what I mean? Like it's not, that'll never be an issue. And is that what you, that, and that, that's the same thought process I had, right? And that when I, when I said to myself, when I come back here, I know I can get a job at a bank. Yeah. I know I could do this. Right. Like, I'm like, even I'm if like you wait, do something different. Like you, like you and like me have family members that have like businesses and stuff like yeah. that. Like I could, I could work for them. Yeah, I could, you know what I mean? Until I get onto my feet to. But is that what you want? Like, like, that's not what I want. I don't want to be, I don't want to go back to where I was. That's why I left. That's why I'm trying to move forward. I'm trying to it's, progress. It's not, it, so it's not what I want, but like, if I don't even have down there, it didn't work out. I came back. It's not what I want to do, but it will keep me afloat. It'll, it'll put me in a position to, until I make that next chapter in my life. Yeah. I, I, you know I let, I mean? I let that, uh, this will always be like uh home base. You know what I'm saying? Like I could always come back here, regroup and then keep it moving. I, I had that feeling up until I moved probably a week, a little bit before I moved and I completely let that thought go. Right. It's not happening. It could happen in the future. I don't know, but that's not going through my head. Like yeah. in my mind, dude, every day I wake up, I'm waking up earlier and earlier every day since I've been down here. I'm working out more and more every day since I've been down here. I'm eating better more and more every day since I've been down here. I'm doing things because I, I absolutely have to, or my family's on the street. Yeah. Like I have nobody here, bro. Right. First time in my life, I am somewhere where I got, Full responsibility. I have no attachments. 
So everything I'm, re- I'm a- everything that I attach myself to is intentional. It's consciously thought out right. and I'm, and I'm, and I'm doing it in a way where I get to recreate. I lost everything I had basically dude, making this move, literally lost almost everything that I have gained everything just gone. And I got to restart over yeah. with more knowledge, with more experience, with um, more hope, with it's just, I, I'm done dwelling on that past, man. I don't, if, if I need to go back, it's going to be because I need to go back. Yeah. It's not because I, it's not, I'm not looking at it like a backup plan. I don't have a backup plan. My plan is today, kill it, kill today, whatever. I don't care how I feel, dude. I'm going to just everything up until sleep. And then I'm going to kill that. I'm going to get my goods. I'm serious. Yeah. Like yeah. everything, brother, like everything, like everything has been getting so much better, but so much fucking harder. Yeah. And that's what people don't see. That's what people don't say. The more positive you start seeing me on here and seeing me posting, th- like the the more I'm suffering all the time because I'm literally making sure that I'm suffering. Because Especially if I'm down there, it's like like you said, like you're you have like what you have in that house right now. That's it. That's all, man. And I, sp- I spent so much money to get here. I spent so much. I got like he, like down there, like you you you're you're grinding. You are grinding day in and day out to make it. That's all I can do. Like if you were here, like you wouldn't have to grind as hard. You know what I mean? Like that, that's a fact. You you have connections. You you know people. You you know what I'm saying? Like there, you won't have to carry the weight that you're carrying. But at the end of the day when you head hits that pillow, you're going to be like, this fucking sucks. Yeah, man. hundred percent. It feels like no progress. If I, it's just, dude, I was destroyed. Very monotonous. You're it's day in, day out over and over again. Like it's the same thing over, Ground, and over. Groundhog day, brother. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. That's, that's what, that's all I was doing. I, and I was telling Kristen, like even now what I'm doing with uh, insurance Right. Um, it feels some days I'm like, I'm in a fishbowl. I'm just swimming in a yeah. circle. I'm just calling people. I'm just dialing. And, and most of the time, most people don't answer. So all I'm yeah. doing is sitting there all day. Yeah. Just ring every day, just dialing. And I, I, by Wednesday, I'm like, man, what the fuck? I'm just sitting, I'm just doing this. And then like, I, I meditate. I'll go to the car. I'll go, in, yeah. I'll go in the bathroom. I'll close my eyes and I'll just I'll meditate for like five minutes, 10 minutes, whatever it is, just to stop those thoughts. And I'm back at it yeah. with, a, with a new mindset of like this time that I'm doing right here is important because I could just sit here and watch yeah. the clock. Right. I could do that. I could sit here and just watch the clock get to five o'clock and go home and then sit down and then watch the clock get to 10 o'clock, go to bed and watch the clock 
and just do that repeatedly yeah. again. Or this is what I got. I can make the most of this. And then if I keep doing that, you're, yeah. I, you're just, things will get better. Yeah. But it's hard. Like It's hard. Like, like we've talked about it before, like what we're trying to do and build and it, like where we're at right now, it's just kind of like a stepping stone. It's going to happen. Um, it's a stepping stone to put food on the table, roof over the head, you know what I mean? Take care of the kids and the family and stuff like that. And until we reach a certain point. Um, I'm almost there, by the way, dude. Until we reach a certain point. I'm almost there already. We can go. Thank you for this opportunity, uh, but I'm moving on and here's my letter of resignation and I'm going to go work for myself or I'm you, know, gonna, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's, that's why I lo- also love what I do because what I do right now, like I work, the guy I work uh, for, like the goal is for me to take over my own agency. Right. Right. So like it's already on, we're already on the same page that this isn't a forever thing. Yeah. I, I didn't, I don't feel like it's a forever thing. He knows it's not a forever thing. Yeah, I'm definitely, I'm definitely dedicated to him for X amount of time that when we first discussed yep. um, a time frame of how long it would take me to get my own agency. And, you know, it may not be an agency that I go after at that point, but, you know, I, I just, I, I don't know how it happened, dude, but I just had that thought. And I was like, this is what I want to do, man. This is what I love. I love yeah. coaching kids. I love coaching kids. I do. And, I, and I've been looking it up more and more. I look it up every day, dude. I've been looking it up every day. Right. And then I found I found all these um, like franchise things. And I was like, why, why would I have to pay? Some of them are like $25,000, 50000 yeah, whatever. Yeah. yeah, some are expensive. But I'm like, why would I have to pay that? And what, do you, what are they giving me? And it's like, okay, so that it, by paying that franchise tag, you're getting the marketing, you're getting um, their name. Yeah. Um, but like, that's it. Yeah. So like, why not spend my time instead of money figuring out how to market this? I've been calling rec centers. I've been calling like, uh, like community centers and trying to figure out, hey, what's the cost of renting out the rec center for these, yeah. these hours? Like what? Um, and I'm like, really? $50 an hour? Yeah. And they want $25,000 to help me find the place. doesn't make any sense. And I'm like, that's how they got in business. They saw this. Yeah. They see what I see. And they were like, I don't want to coach, but I can get, you can pay me and I'll I put the coaches in place. Right. That And they saw it and they jumped on the opportunity and they, you know, some of the, some of them are, are pretty cool. And, um, you know, I didn't completely cross it off, but I have time and I'm trying to just kind of explore that, that whole thing to see, uh, you know, different options. Right I, should, right. I should say. No. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, I, I definitely get it. It's uh, 
I think that would be awesome. If I did, yeah. If I, I had, I, I wouldn't want to do the uh, the franchise thing either. You know what I mean? It's because that's like you're kind of like you're working for yourself, but you're kind of like still abiding by someone else's rules. Exactly. Um, which like, um, you're you're doing this to be your own boss and abide by your own rules and your own morals and your own thoughts, yep. not by somebody else's. Yep. That's the reason to get out of the, the workplace yeah. in general. But that, again, that's why I like where I work because yeah, yeah. Um, the people there, that's what they believe in as well. They think that, um, you know, just because I think something morally wrong doesn't mean that you do, or it's like, I understand and but we'll question each other and yeah. have conversations, which I think is pretty, pretty damn cool. But what I've been doing with them franchise things, dude, is every time they call me, cause they call me a lot. Yeah. I, I should never. Hey, once it. you start looking that shit up, they're blowing you up. Dude, I submitted way too many uh, things, <laughs> way too many. Dude, cause they call me all the time, but some of them I'll like pick up if I'm on lunch or something, I'll just be like, so what do you do? How do you do that? Oh, what systems do you use? Right. And I'm like, all right. All right, and then I'm looking up all that stuff myself. Yeah, and then they'll and then I'll be like, all right, let me think about it. Da, da, da. And they'll call me back. And I'll do it again. But right, let me think about it. And I'm just taking information. I'm yeah. basically using their because they um, whatever they did to start this, dude. Somebody did what we're what I'm trying to do. Right. So whatever they're trying to sell me, I can do myself. Yeah. But, it, but it's gonna be hard. Yeah. All right, and that's why with with the fervent wealth uh, thing. Dude, I, I, I was on a roll, dude. I created that whole like website. I did all that. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't enjoy it. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't enjoy calling, cold calling, meeting, like putting people's financial plans together. Like, I don't know. I just. I enjoy helping people with that stuff, but right. I would not enjoy doing it. I don't enjoy doing it every day anymore. No, I just, I don't enjoy it anymore. I don't, I don't know about you, dude, but like, I think the biggest impact that any adult on this planet can have is to uh, inspire kids. Yeah. Right. I mean, like, for me, like with the medical, it's like, I don't regret stopping i guess you could say you're uh, my doctor dude like that's what, like i have a re- like i did it for 12 years like i have a you, lot of knowledge and you really do you and you and eleni have so like i don't like i don't regret it like i really did enjoy it i loved it um that's why i did it for 12 years uh the past couple years um uh, with like the whole covid and it just I didn't have the the love and the passion that I had before. Like I yeah. used to love going to work. And then like, I started to like dread going to work. And like, that's when like, once that started, I knew that's when I started looking at different options, different uh, ventures uh, outside of the medical field. Cause I was like, I started to get very jaded and I just, it just wasn't there anymore. And it's, yeah. would you say that, that that was an easy thing for you to do to start looking like no. outside of the medical field? No, because I knew like me being me, it's like I, it was the easy way out. My resume spoke for itself. I, I didn't have to try and find a job. 
if, and like, especially in the medical field, like I could literally go into any place, hospital, urgent care, doctor's office. I mean, there's some of them that I'm like extremely overqualified for and I would get hired. Yep. I've seen and done things to where like I could easily go into any medical facility and get a job. What do you think was your like, like uh breaking point? Like, can you pin it down to anything specific where you were like, yeah, this is it. Um, So like, it was like the COVID thing, but then like the final straw was the support uh, like from the, my, like my old employer. Um, they, they were throwing like, it, it was kind of like a bullshit uh, little bonus. So we're like, oh, we're going to give you a 1% raise. What, if I'm not making a hundred thousand dollars or more, 1% is nothing. Mm-hmm. 1% right. is absolutely nothing. It's a slap in the face is what it is. Doesn't even keep up with inflation. I'm grinding. I'm, I'm working 50, 60 hours a week. I'm, people call out. I'll be there in 20 minutes. Let me get dressed. Let me get a shower. I'll be there. I did it for six years at the last employer. Would show up constantly. Work doubles. Work, work freaking six days a week. 14 hours a day. And like their appreciation was, oh, we're, they they would give you like a twenty dollar gift card to Wawa. The fu- what the fuck am I supposed to do with this? Well, you accepted it two years ago and you were happy. They didn't offer it a couple years ago. That's what would happen to me. That that was the thing. So and like when like shit started to hit the fan uh, it, across the country, across around the world, and you're doing all these hours, people are getting sick, people are calling out, people are quitting. And you're, you're like, I, like I was a trainer. I, I trained people on how to do the job. I bent over backwards for like this company. Cause I really, in the beginning, I really believed in it. It was, it had that family atmosphere that they really cared about you. Some upper, upper management changed uh, over those six years. And, uh, it's you slowly start to see certain things. Uh, they start to get like cheaper materials. They started. And then like, I, I got six years invested in this company and you're paying the new person that's walking in the door with zero medical background, zero. I had six years prior to that six years. So like you're, you're paying them 50, 30 cents, if not the same amount of money I'm making with six years invested into your company. There's no way that should be impossible. Yep. So now I'm demanding for more money. Yep. And it's a shame, oh, you know. And then, we, we, then they, they, and like I started like kind of like a little revolution with multiple other people in my center that have been there for a long time. So then we're, they're all uh, emailing upper management. And then they had the audacity to send us all the same generic email. And of course, we showed it to each other saying, oh, we hear you. We appreciate your time and your effort, but no, we can't give you more money at this time. Yeah. Okay. Well then I can't give you any more time. And yeah. that's when I quit. Uh, so, okay. Okay. So 
do you think it was actually the money that bothered you the most? Yeah. For me, yeah. Me personally, uh, absolutely. Because the, the, I, I could literally do that job on zero hours sleep. It was very mechanical and like muscle memory. I know what I'm doing and I'll do it better than anyone else there. I guarantee it. I'll put my money where my mouth is and I guarantee it. And so let me ask you this. Do you think it, do you think you would still think it's about the money if you had no idea or if everybody else was making less than you say significantly less, you were making the most and they were doing the same exact thing with your, you have the same salary, but you don't know what other people are making or, you know, you think you're making significantly more and this was all happening, then would it still have happened? Like if you didn't know that other people were making more or equal to you, would it have mattered that this was happening? I think it would have. Um, So like for me, like I dabbled pretty much in like every area of the company. Um, so I knew a lot, especially finances, uh, how many people they needed to see per day to break even, how, uh, what, kind of what the numbers were for them to meet a certain mark to cover all the employees for that day and materials being used, right? And profit. And profit. So we're seeing the number to break even in the first couple hours. So then the next, let's just say 10 hours is all profit, all of it. Mm -hmm. And you got 80 centers on the East coast. And I know some of the other centers uh, are seeing less but there, there's other centers that are seeing double, triple our numbers. Like some of like the more rural uh, centers were seeing 200 a day plus every single day, all year round. And it's only because the community would prefer to go to them than the hospital because that's how bad the hospital was out there. Um, so like I know kind of like around what you're making, at least off of our center personally. And you, you, you can't, you can't give me a, a little raise. And here's the, where the year, the year before that, you didn't give anybody a raise. Mm-hmm. And this is where I'm, this is what I'm questioning. From, is. You supposedly didn't take any help from the government whatsoever. Yeah. So this is where I, this is why I'm, I'm, I'm pushing you on this. Because when I was at um, Truemark, mm. I felt like I loved working there. Like that was my probably that was my favorite job ever. Um, the people, the the company, the atmosphere, everything, dude. It was a good company to work for. It felt like how you're explaining the beginning of your time with the center, right? I, and, dude, I loved it so much in the beginning that I didn't think I was ever going to leave. I knew I was going to like me either, step, dude. step down to like part-time, get a job at a hospital and do like the whole ER thing, uh, ICU. 
but my foot was always going to be in that door, whether it was flex or part-time. And then I was going to come back and retire and coast into retirement. That was the plan. Yep. I'm with you. hundred percent. I thought my career was at Trimark. My mentor, um, I won't say her name because I don't know if she wants to be mentioned, but my mentor, she was my manager. Very great. Um, very great woman. Very kind of almost probably where I got this uh, mentality of questioning everything right? because the way she coached was like, why'd you do that? Yeah. And it's like, what, what do you mean? Why? Like, like attacking yeah, the feeling yeah. of being attacked, but not really being attacked, but her making me think about why I was doing and saying the things I said, even right. if I did it right. Like if I did it better than ex- expectation, it's still like, why? Because if you don't understand why you're saying things and doing things, you become a machine and you do it for like everybody. It's not really helping you. It's not helping anybody. Yeah. So she, and that's why I really thought I was going to stay there. One, because she was there and I was constantly like trying to mimic her. I always had like these, uh, I always like went to her for, for like guidance on things. Right. right. So when I went there, I was part-time in, in a call center, uh, not the call center in her branch. She hired me. Right. I was part-time uh, representative there and started moving up, right? So then I become full-time. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, me that day. Then I become uh, at what was called an MSR2, which is just like another step up. Yeah, like a- now yeah. I got like keys or something, right? But no, no like uh, supervisor role, just right. have like a little bit of extra uh, uh, responsibility. And then- uh, I get from MSR2. Now I get to be assistant manager right now. I'm like, damn manager, huh? Like yeah. that title, dude. Like I'm like, I'm, I'm making it. Yeah. Right. I feel like I'm making it for like a day. I feel, I got that feeling because you always think that that's what you need to feel a certain way. And then you get right. there and you're like, well, hold the fuck up. I thought I was going to feel like I made it, but yeah. I only, only felt like that for a second. Yeah. If a second, I don't even know if I ever actually felt it. So then I get in there and I met Trumar, I'm an assistant manager. And then uh, some, my MSR2 left and somebody else was uh, so the lady in my branch who was just a, a, a teller or an MSR that wanted to be an MSR2. Uh, they, she wanted to take that spot. So HR comes to me and says, here's her salary. Right. This is what we're going to offer her. I open it up and I'm like, this is more than what you're paying me. And her face dropped like shit. I was like, you didn't look at that, did you? I lost it, dude. I, I literally came in the next day and put my two weeks in. Yeah. I was furious. They tried to keep me. They said, we, they can't change things till the next year. Da, da, da. So this whole time, I think this is about money, right? Right. I'm like, I need more money, more money, more money. This is what I think at this yeah. time. And then I, uh, so I, I left, I went to Key Bank. I got licensed for all that investment stuff. I'm learning again. I'm progressing. I'm feeling good. I got a good manager. I got a, uh, I'm really close with the financial, the, the financial advisor there. He's the one that got me the job. So I'm progressing. All right. And then I get financial branch manager, uh, a uh, licensed branch manager. Now I'm licensed running my own branch. Right. I'm like, this is fucking awesome for a day and then it wasn't so cool anymore again and that's when i started to see that like 
wasn't really about the money. It was about me not feeling valued for everything that I do. Yeah. And the money is a way that represents my value. Right. So when it comes to the money, it wasn't really about the money. It was just like, you, you, you don't value me. Do you? Yeah. Just tell me that you don't value me and that I'm replaceable and you don't really care. Right. Right. Like that is what it was. Yeah. It wasn't the money because I never thought about the money until I saw the money. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I didn't, I felt the value. I felt all that. And then I seen the money and I'm like, hold the fuck up. Yeah. That was like kind of like the final straw. You know what I mean? But it got me thinking about why am I doing this? And then when I went to, and I'll destroy, I'll say this dude's name because he's a piece of shit. But when I went to, um, <laughs> he was a piece of shit, dude. When I went to, uh, and I'll clip this part just mm-hmm. and send it to him. Um, <laughs> dude. It was it was the worst thing. I can't even think of the bank's name. I hated it so much. Um, Jesus Christ, dude! What was the bank? The last bank I was at. I'm just drawing a blank. So the, the, my boss's name, uh, the, the lady that got me the job was a, an old manager of mine at Key. Right. Great woman. Seriously, like one of the nicest women and like respectful like person that um, you could really be in that kind of position because you do still need to have some aggression you still need to be real you still need to give bad news and all that but she was very like respectful and helpful and cared so she's the one that actually brought me and got me this uh this job right so i get in there dude and i I, it was during COVID, so like i didn't ever meet him in person it was all phone call interviews and stuff like that right right and so i take the job i get i and this is right when COVID just got like peaked and our branches are all closed and never met anybody in the branch. And now my dad is got sick. Okay. Like I, it just all happened just like that. So now I really don't want to work. Yeah. Um, I, I was driving so far away cause I was going to move closer, like down towards Delaware area. Cause yeah. where it was at. So I'm making this drive every day, dude. And I'm doing, I'm not, I'm doing like a terrible job at my job. Mm. I am not, I am not going to sit here and lie to anybody and say that I was like killing it and uh, got fired for fucking no reason. Right. Um, nah, dude, I, I wasn't, um, I was not being the best that I could be. Yeah. However, I also wasn't doing things that I didn't believe in. So I would talk, this is, and I think this came from where my mindset was with where like being valued and like all that crap and this is where i learned like i'm gonna live out my morals no matter what and this is where i got like that brave started to get become braver and speak up and not just be like okay all right i understand yeah i won't do it again sorry and then do it right like that's where i was all before this time yeah this time this dude and so i got written up because of some crap because the so everybody in the branch did not like me almost every one of my employees almost hated me okay. they were all they all were very um they all like hated donald trump they hated him with like every bone in their body right. they would talk about it every day and um i was somebody that wouldn't wear a mask so now i'm a trump fan yeah and i'm like I don't, I, i'm I, i'm voting for fucking libertarian so 
I don't care, but I, I'm not wearing, I'm not wearing a mask. You don't understand. I wasn't able to go see my dad yesterday because of this stuff. Yeah. I'm not wearing the mask. So I won't wear the mask. I won't tell people to wear the mask. I'm going to do that shit. And that's all because again, I couldn't see my dad. So whatever my, when my dad passed away, I was out for that week. I came back to work, dude. And the day I came back to work, I worked the full day. The next day he comes back in the office and he says, we need to talk. And he says, uh, you know, how you feeling all that, whatever. And then he says, uh, you know, I know your dad just, uh, his name's Sean Killen, Sean Killen. And he, he's sitting there. He's like, you know, I, I know you got a lot going on and everything, but like we hired you and we're giving you a salary to be here. And I was like, I, I said, my dad just passed away, dude. Like I know that before this, like, you know, I was getting in some trouble and, Right. wasn't really doing the best but like right now this is what you're going to come to me right now and tell me that i need to be here i said i, I said N you're wrong i said and you're not going to speak to me like that i don't know who you think i don't know who you think you're talking to but i'm not just anybody yeah and where you're wrong in that statement is i accept your salary to be here I accept your salary, dude. If you don't want to give it to me, I'll, I'll leave. Go ahead. Let's see what happens here. Because I don't think it's going to go down well with your uh, HR if you fire me right now. And he's like, uh, 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 uh. I'm like, I told you I'm not just anybody. My old man just passed away, and you ain't going to sit here and throw money at me. Yeah. Fuck your money. Right. Fuck your money. There's way more important things. I value. I'm not like you. And I don't value money more than I do my family. Yeah. So fuck you. What's up? What do you want me to do? And uh, three weeks later, I got the boot. But that's when I learned, dude, like I'm, they don't care. Yeah. These corporations will pretend they care. They'll yeah. sit there and tell you they care. You'll get an award at the end of the end of the year for doing most sales yeah slap on the back good that's job what, um, hey, hey, hey. that's what happened with my the old employer was when i first started working there the old man had started the company uh went around to every single center talked to the employees what they loved what they didn't love what what could be done to change things he cared he cared about you and your your opinions and your thoughts. And did he do stuff with it? Yeah, because that's what's a, that's he where it's a little with a little notebook and write mm -hmm. everything down that you said. And that's like the uh, the lady I was saying that got me the job at. So then Fulton Bank, you, Fulton Bank, years, strong killing. Okay, so then as the years went on, little rage held up in me there. <laughs> um, his kids took over. He kind of just became like the face. Um, but he kind of like stepped down and his kids took over. And once they took over, it wasn't, it didn't have that family feel anymore as months progressed and you started to notice certain things. And then it was more so you're, you're more of a number now. That's all we are. That's it's, it. Especially now, bro. And like, once like I started noticing that, that's when I was like, okay. So like my, I still did my job 
as best as I could. But at the end of the day, it was, you don't care about me. So I'm not really going to care about you or your company. Uh-huh. Um, I'm going to do me and do what I want to do. What I'm, I'm going to do what I, I am getting paid to do. But at the same time, like I'm still going to goof around. I'm still going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go take a break. Because normally you don't get a break, especially if it's busy. Like you're lucky if you got to run to the bathroom because it's freaking crazy. You don't, you don't get to sit down and eat. Well, guess what? I'm going to go sit down and sit down for 20 minutes and, and eat my lunch. And all the patients are watching me do it. Yeah. That's, you know, like that. So that's, like, I, I could see that you're that kind of guy. And then like you one, see patients, you have to, to do it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It got mm-hmm. to a point where, and then like, so that's when like the whole thing started. Um, and then it just, it got worse as the time went on. And then the whole money thing. Um, don't you think the money is that though? Like, if you really think about it, don't. That like was it, the final straw. You know what I mean? Like, don't you think the money could be like that? It's possibly that just because that's what they want us to value. So we value it. Yeah. And then when you realize that they value that person more than and they like, value in my, you. In my head, I'm like, you're going to take a a raise from everybody here all yes. the people that are making you the money you're, you're going to take our raises away you're going to take our bonuses away but you're still making a mill a year everybody on that upper board is they're all everyone's making over a million a year mm-hmm. how about you take a pay cut how about you give some money back to the people that are making you the money that's the only way they can really show value right and I think if you think about what you just told me, you didn't even look at the money when the other guy, when the dad was running the place. No. Because he made you feel valued. Correct? Yes. correct. So when they stop making you feel valued in other ways than the paycheck, the yeah. paycheck becomes important. Yeah. Oh, because yeah. that's the only way I can tell that you're valuing me now. Yeah. Right? Yep. So like, I, I'm just trying to say, I don't think that, and this is my opinion, but I don't yeah. think, I think most people think it's the money. Yeah. And people want you to believe it's the money. Um, but I, I don't think it's the, the money. I, I don't No, I, I, I agree with you. It's the money's a bonus. If I love my job and I love what I do and I feel appreciated and I feel needed, the, the money's just a bonus. Yeah, you don't think it's just weird at the moment you think about the money. Like that's where I that's where I started to when I was reflecting on all that. Yeah. It's like well, at what point did I start to focus on what everybody else was making and I was making? And it was like Yeah. Especially once you start to see it. Right. But why was I searching for it? Right. Cause it right. doesn't just happen. I, I like mine, so, I feel like just for me, like I wasn't searching for it. It was like I said, like I, I got multiple years invested into this career. And then you got this young kid, 18, fucking zero background. This is their first job ever. And of course, like they, they don't know any better. They're young. So like that they start telling people like how much, oh, like I oh, I started out at X amount of money. You know what I mean? They always tell you never tell anybody, but like they're, they're you young. Should. They're young. They don't know. You know, no, but you, you should. Yeah. Fuck that noise. You're allowed to tell anybody what you make and you should. And so like, that's what happened. And I'm like, okay. 
it's weird, but okay. And it hurts, right? Because the same thing. That's kind of what happened to me. And then that's Almost like the I, I would sit down like with my manager or whatever, or like my supervisor, and be like, "Uh, what's up? Like, uh, you fucking kidding me? I'd, mm-hmm. I'd like to see a kid, uh, choking on something or dying right now, or an old person having a heart attack, or, and then I want to see what this kid's gonna do. They're not, they're not gonna know what to do." Yeah, I, I agree with you, brother. And they're making the same amount as me. You I agree can. with you, brother. I agree with you, brother. It's crazy. It's time to it's it's time to uh that's why I decided not to go back into the banking industry when I got here and decided to go this uh, insurance route because I have control. Um I my money that I get paid is based on what I do. It's I get paid a, a salary, but I can see how much I know, like when I bring things in, how much money I'm bringing the agency. So like, yeah. I know if I'm valuable to the company or not, just but by numbers, there's not many industries that you can see that, right? Like, even if you like the, the, your, your, um, where you were working, it's like somebody can walk into that building. They have no idea how much money that they are actually right worth they don't know their value right like you can't see it you feel it you can't see it i can see am i value am i valuable to this agent am i making him what he's giving me back and then everything after that is mine so like that's it's just different just because it's like a medical supply they're gonna charge you with an arm and a leg I know they charge you forty something dollars for an ace bandage, and I can go to I can go to Rite Aid right now and get one for like two dollars. Do Do you? Because I I think about that a lot, and everyone's always talking about like health insurance. We need health insurance. Like it's not really the health insurance; it's the fact that like can like can I call your that place and be like, yo, how much is it to do this? Yeah, and they would give me a price. So that that was the thing. So I think now you can do it in Pennsylvania. They have a uh, self-pay list Um, in Jersey. They had to, I believe it was law for in Jersey that like, if you called and asked for a price for something, they had to give it to you. But not Um, a hospital, right? Hospitals don't know. Like I can't call that every, they won't know until it's like they're billing it. You know what I mean? Um, Which is terrible. Yeah. If I was like, how about you? I would have, I'm having a baby. I should be able to call up all the hospitals and get a price yeah, on that. Should. Right? Like, and it, and it could be an estimate. It's like, hey, if you have yeah. the baby and 15 grand, you know, complications, X. And that way I could shop around, which would have to make hospitals become competitive which yeah. would mean hospitals would have to all lower yeah. prices to stay competitive. You don't have that anymore. You don't have that. No. No, yeah. Like at our place, like it capped out at a certain number. Uh, I think it was like 300 bucks. So if like you, you didn't have insurance, you were paying out of pocket, you, your visit would cap out no matter what you got done at $300. So you can get x-rays, blood work, this, that, and the other. And you couldn't charge more than that. You couldn't charge more than that. So that was the one good thing that I did 
uh believe it believe it that's um pretty cool that's pretty cool yeah it's like i i did really like like that i, I it was i mean like if you had to get like medication i think it might it, i don't think it fell under that or if you had to get uh outside labs like so like if we drew your blood for like certain things or just say like uh std testing and stuff like all that gets sent out right um it wouldn't like we would only bill you for drawing the blood and everything else you would get a separate bill from lab core quest or wherever your blood went to um from them but we would 99 percent of the time be like especially if you didn't have symptoms if you just wanted to get your six month yearly checkup, uh, we would be like, yo, go to Planned Parenthood because the HIV test alone is like $800. Oh, damn. Just for that one test. That's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's insane. The, the, the amount for some of these tests is just, it's out of, you're, you're looking at for everything, the whole, everything, syphilis, the whole nine, couple grand. But if you went to Planned Parenthood, it's like a flat fee of like hundred bucks, eighty bucks, whatever it is. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, and that's but that's right. So by doing that, by knowing the cost, it creates competition, which yeah gives a place there is somewhere you can go to get it a little cheaper. And we don't have that in our hospital system, which is a scare. They just do everything, yeah, and then they bill you. And some of the things that they bill you for are absolutely outrageous. I mean, it's all like it's a whole nother conversation, but like especially like the hospitals, it, it, it's all about money. skin it's to all, skin, it's all about. skin to skin contact. And it's like what? you said, like they just do it's it. My and, skin, and then you get a bill for it. But like I didn't, I didn't ask for that, dude. Skin to skin contact, you didn't have to do anything. Yeah. Oh yeah. My baby and my skin, and it. Same with the, um, <laughs> same with like the ambulances. Like when I used to work on an ambulance, like. You you learn the the prices of certain things and like just the ride alone is like anywhere if you get like a private ambulance company or like if you get like nine one one it's like a grand just for yeah. the ride just for the ride they don't if they don't touch you do nothing it just for the ride you could live two minutes from the hospital thousand dollars it's it's crazy expensive and then it gets racked up real quick when you have to be hooked up to a machine for the EKG machine. They're going to freaking charge you for each sticky. They're going to charge you for oxygen. They're going to charge you for the tubing. They're going to charge you. It's out of control. They're going to charge you for the blanket that they use to keep you warm. It's out of control. It's, it's unnecessary. It's not the insurance's fault. So like, I, I just think people need to stop looking. Uh, yeah. It, that's not, I mean, it can be that like might be part of it because they can overcharge to get money for the insurance. The only thing but. I don't like about the insurance is like, so you, you pay as like, we're young, like we're fairly healthy. We don't really have any issues. We pay year after year into this health insurance, into the whatever, and we don't really use it. You know what I mean? But year after year, we pay into it. But then like, as we get older, now, now shit's starting to happen. We're starting to fall apart. We, we need it. Now they're denying shit. I just paid 15 years into this insurance and now, you, now you're denying it. Brother, they're, they're, they're there's, there's increasing. A there's a whole team of people. That's their job is to figure out ways to deny people. Mm -hmm. And they're, they're, they are currently 
you know how like the whole uh, Affordable Care Act, yeah, no discrimination, mm-hmm. great. The same people that push for that have now increased premiums on insurance if yeah. you're not vaccinated for COVID. Yeah. It's what? Good. Like that's the only thing. Like, I, insurance is a good thing, and like it helps people, but like. Insurance agencies run this fucking country, brother. Yes, yes, they they really do, and it, it's it's a shame. So, like, like I said, like, there's a whole team that their job is to figure out different ways to deny you yep. for, like, how how can I get out of not paying for this person's surgery? How can I get out of like, I'm paying you, just fucking pay it. Yeah, I don't know how you even I, take that job. I don't look. I, I, I've kept you for a long time here, dude. I want to touch on on, on a yeah. uh, uh, on another thing here. Um, coming on and joining the podcast, right? What is it that that you want to get out of this? Like, what is it that uh, just growth? Um, not knowledge, growth. Uh, talk to different people, different walks of life, and just learn. You know what I mean? Have fun with you. Um, I think we're gonna have a blast. Yeah, dude. Um, I love I love doing this. I don't. I, it's I gonna it. be it's gonna be a good time, man. I just I'm excited. I'm very excited, dude. That's why I talk so much this episode because I haven't done it in a while. Same. <laughs> I just I just like to. Uh, um, I love it, like, dude. It's just, it, it's just gonna be like it's new. You know what I mean? Like I I talked to a few people about it. Um, who was I talking to? Uh, the one, the one warehouse, the one company that we get some of our uh, materials from. I was talking to him, and he was like, last time I seen him, he was asking like how it was going and shit. Like, yeah, man, spread like, the it, word, dude. It was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, it's just it's new, it's exciting. Um, and like I said, like it's just I want to learn different points of views, different opinions on certain things. And it'll challenge me to look at it from a different point of view. Cause it's like me being me, I get very, I get it from my father. I'm very stubborn, very locked in and set in my ways sometimes on certain things. And to be able to think outside the box is going to be really cool. Yeah. We only know what we know. And if we don't experience something new, we'll never know anything different. Yeah. And that that's when you're trapped on that groundhog day. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're not willing to to open your mind, dude. And I lived there for a fucking long time. A very, very, very long time. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm excited dude, to get you on and, and- 